The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. If you are a small business owner or entrepreneur, a coach is important to keep you on trend, relevant, and competitive. Welcome to ESCN, an iCoach 360 production. Your host is Michael Dawson, along with co-hosts Angelia Hobson and Diane Daniels. If you're looking to launch or grow your business, listen to what our guests have to say about winning in the game of business and important industry topics. Now, here's your host, Michael Dawson. Good morning. Welcome to ESCN. This is Angelia Hobson, your host today, along with Diane Daniels. Good morning, Diane. Good morning. Good morning. Great to be here. Yes, it is. And I think we're going to have a jam-packed show today. We're really excited for some of the guests that are on today. And we're going to start off uh, having a conversation with Wendell Davis, former Chicago Bear. Wendell is a former NFL wide receiver who played for the Chicago Bears for six seasons, 1988 to 1993, selected as a first-round draft pick. Wendell, are you with us? Yes, I am. Good morning. How are you guys doing? Doing great. Thanks we are for well. Joining it's, us. it's great. Great to have you. I'm glad. I'm glad to be here. Thank you. Mm-hmm. So, as so as you know, Wendell, ESCN is a lot about how. Uh, the, the skill it takes to play a professional sport and how that skill is transferable into entrepreneurship. And it is our mission to get that good information and content out to entrepreneurs who are starting businesses and uh, launching and or growing. And you are a perfect example because it uh, sounds like you are a serial entrepreneur at this point. Yes, I'm a, a serial entrepreneur. I'm Doing a little bit bit of both right now, you know, uh, but uh, it's, of course, a journey for me. Uh, and um, can't, I must say I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I'm learning a lot along the way. Uh, and I'm, you know, um, using the skills that I've learned uh, over the years when I played professional uh, football uh, and kind of transfer those into, into what I'm doing in business. So uh, it's been an exciting journey. Uh, I, I call it uh, a never-ending journey for me in business. Uh, it seems like I'm always uh, reinventing myself here. You know, my <laughs> wife uh, gives me different titles of Wendell Davis 5.0 and 6.0 because I'm always uh, reinventing myself. But it's it's been a journey, and it's been it's been fun. That's great. Why, why don't you start out and tell us a little bit about your childhood and how you really developed the love for the game of football? Well, uh, I grew up in uh, Shreveport, Louisiana, um, and we were close to more close to Texas and Arkansas, for those who might not know. Um, but I grew up in, um, with both parents in the home. Uh, I had um, two brothers and a sister and uh, we grew up uh, in a 
what we would call a, a middle class uh, neighborhood. Um, we didn't want or need for anything. Uh, my dad and mom uh, worked outside the home, so um, you know they <clears throat> uh, gave us uh, what we needed uh, to go to school, to get an education, and to do those things. Um, but uh, early on, uh, I actually gravitated toward baseball. Um, was kind of my my first love. Uh, I had a, a coach who was also my cousin who uh, got me involved in baseball, and I really loved playing baseball. And then he actually started coaching football. And I've always played football in the neighborhood. You know, in the neighborhood right. is one of those things where anything goes. You know, you're in the neighborhood, and we even had uh, different teams in the neighborhood we play I, I can remember we were the we were the uh we were the Cleveland Cowboys uh, <laughs> okay. All right. and uh and then you had a a group up the street uh about six blocks up they were the Bel Air Bears and uh, <laughs> so you know, this, is, this, this is kind of an organized neighborhood <laughs> I know organized right exactly yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And this, this, this went on in the neighborhood you know and we would uh, go to each other's uh, block and play, which, you know, home and away games. And uh, so it was exciting. And, you know, it wasn't uh, yet organized ball, but, uh, you know, somehow we organized it and <laughs> we had fun doing it. And it, it was during those times I, I really fell in love with uh, football. Um, it, it was just the coming together of uh, guys from the neighborhood and, and, and playing football and having a good time. Now, you know, we had our differences. Uh, we were very competitive, right. you know, and uh, but we learned how to get along. And, uh, you know, uh, I just I just love that part of it. And that's kind of how I, my love for football started. And uh, from there, you know, I just I just loved uh, when a group of guys came together and we, you know, accomplished a goal. So that's kind of hey, how tell us, So tell us, as, as young as you were, about what age did you start? Did, did this start to happen for you in the neighborhood where you all got together as, as a team? And I would imagine that you, you figured out what time of day everyone was going to be available oh, to come on out. Right. right. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, this, this happened early on. I mean, I'm thinking second, second grade, second grade, third grade, and then it just blossomed oh. from there. But it, now all games took place on Sunday. You know, it oh, okay. was it was one of those things where after you watch the the NFL games, uh, then you go out and you play your game. So okay, that's that's kind of was organized, and you know we you know we we kind of determined who was the home team. You know if they if they came to us, and and sometimes guys just go around on Sundays. They go around just walking up around the blocks and looking for a game. And you, right, you, right, 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 right. Yeah, and you stump you stumble upon the game, your boys against their boys, and you go you go for it. Yeah, I try to do some moves that you saw off, off the, the game that you watched on television, right? Try to try to do some uh, make some catches like you saw. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> I was I was a big fan of uh, the Dallas Cowboys at the time, and Drew Pearson and Roger Starbuck right. and all those guys. Robert Newhouse right. were my those are the guys that I love. So you know, you get out there and you try to emulate them on the field. So right, 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 right. That, that that is amazing for second and third grade. So, yeah. Yeah, amazing, and, and how organized, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's organized, but, but as you're saying, that it's the beginning of you know that team atmosphere and doing things yes. together, the camaraderie that you build at that mm-hmm. early age while you 
you know, work on your competitive nature and do athletic, uh, athletic yeah. things. And so that starts a lot, a lot that way for a lot of young people. Yeah. And it, it wasn't only in, in football either. I mean, we, we played basketball, you know, in, in the, in the hood, so to speak, you know, there were right. no golf courses. There, there were no golf courses in the hood, but uh, I always tell right, right. I always tell people this story, and, and we didn't realize golf was that expensive until we got <laughs> until we got older. But um, we had a, a, a empty lot in front of our house, and my dad used to my my dad was one who would like collect junk. He was like a Sanford and son. He was like Fred Sanford, and mm-hmm. he would bring he brought home a set of clubs one day. And we were like, wow, these are cool. So what we did was we, we took we took those clubs and we actually went to the field in front of our house and we actually put uh, uh, like soup cans. We dug a hole and put soup cans in the ground. Mm. And we started playing playing golf, you know. Uh, I mean, we were had a golf ball and we were spraying the ball everywhere. But when it came to putting, we were putting into the can. So, wow, wow, right. So, you know, we found ways to <laughs> entertain yeah, ourselves. Yeah, that's, that's innovative. <laughs> yeah, we, 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 we very were very innovative. Yeah. yeah, we were very much into sports. That is very cool. So, so tell us a little bit throughout your life how you have managed some of the big transitions. So, whether that's high school or college, you know, high school to college, college to the pros. So, so you're playing now, and you're like second grade, and and I'm assuming you continue on through elementary school. So, so how do you manage those big transitions? Yeah, um, you know, that's a good question. Uh, managing big transitions. Um, I mean, it came in, a, 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 I guess, a lot of different uh, ways um, how to manage it. But you know, from from high school to college was really when I started uh, transitioning. And, and, and from there, it's never stopped. Seems like I've, <laughs> you know, you're always transitioning. But, but uh, from high school to, to college was a, uh, my first big transition. Uh, and uh, I had learned a lot um, from playing athletics uh, in high school. And you, you learn the basic fundamentals of uh, playing a, a team sport. Uh, and, and the number one uh, fundamental that I, I, I learned, and I, I tell kids this today, is, uh, is a rule. It's not about you. And mm-hmm. once you learn that, especially when you're playing team sports, uh, you learn that it's not about you and it's about making uh, sacrifices and commitment um, and being consistent in what you're doing, but you're making it for other people uh, on the team. Uh, and once I've learned, that, once I learned that in high school, that's something that I took with me to to college. Uh, that it, it wasn't about me, and it was about uh, the team. It's about uh, you know uh, making a sacrifice for them and being committed to to what we're trying to do. Uh, so that that's kind of how I handled those uh, transition, and then. Uh, when you transition from 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 college to going to the pros, I use the same concept. But then I, it, you know, high school and, and college, it was just me uh, doing mm. the transitioning. Uh, right. Once you go from the college to the pros, and then you get uh, you get money and you get married and you have a family, uh, you know, it, that's a bigger transition. Uh, and 
you know, but I, I kept those same principles uh, that it wasn't about me. Then it became about my family. It became about uh, my kids and, uh, you know, uh, the community and those things you keep in mind. And that that's kind of what helped me uh, make those transitions. Absolutely. So from a transitioning, yeah. So from a transitioning standpoint, if you keep your eye on the bigger picture, the broader impact of the transition, and who all is involved, and and what's important, that kind of helped you get through the transition a little bit more easily. Is that what you would say? I would agree with that. Yeah, I would agree with that mm-hmm. because I think uh, when you're only focused on yourself, uh, you 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 soon to find out that you don't know everything, uh, <laughs> and uh, that you need help. Uh, no, you, say, yeah, you definitely need somebody to help. Yeah, you need to balance. Yeah, right? yeah. you need some help in your transition. And if you've right. closed yourself off and thinking that you can do it all, I mean, uh, you're not going to last long. Absolutely. Right. And that's a, a lot of the conversations that go around our conference room table and, and lots of the discussions we're having with some of your colleagues. It's just about that lifelong transition. We did an interview with Reggie Smith a few weeks ago, and it was a lot of that same conversation about how really, you know, you just finished saying a moment ago, your version 5.0 or 6.0 at this yeah. point, and uh, <laughs> how it's just a lifelong um transitioning process. So we're going we're gonna to come back in a minute and talk to Wendell a lot more. We're going to take a moment now and go out to commercial break. So uh, thank you for joining us on ESCN and we'll be right back. If you're looking for a dynamic speaker for your next event, book Angelia Hobson. Angelia Hobson is an entrepreneur, an entrepreneurial coach, trainer, small business advocate, chief strategist, business developer, facilitator, speaker, and author. Her ability to communicate to individuals in large groups and to connect on a personal level have been demonstrated through her many public speaking engagements. She's lectured taught and spoken to groups at institutions of higher learning, church conferences, healthcare events, and corporate conferences across the country on topics including entrepreneurship, leadership, sales and business development, marketing and branding, occupational safety, as well as applications of spiritual teachings to create your best life. Passionate and funny. Angelia tells her personal story of strength, determination, tenacity, and a pursuit of legacy. Notable listeners have referred to Angelia as authentic, engaging, and electrifying. Her visionary message has been appealing to broad audiences throughout the years. Book Angelia today for your next event by visiting www.angeliahopson.com or call 630-613-7360. 630-613-7360. Again, the site is www.angeliahopson.com or call her at 630-613-7360. Is your brand easily recognizable? Does your target market know exactly what you do? Innovative Concepts Unlimited helps small businesses promote their products and services as well as showcase their stories of speakers and coaches. Our capabilities include cutting-edge media solutions, 
such as high-definition commercials, applications to keep you connected to your customers, and creative and graphic branding design. Get started today on the path to enhancing your brand. Call us at 708-516-0778 or visit our website at www.icunlimited.net. You are listening to ESCN, an iCoach 360 production. To reach our live program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send questions or comments to ESCN at i-coach360.com. Now, back to the show. Thank you for joining us on ESCN and iCoach360 production. If you're just joining us, uh, hope you go back and catch up on this interview. We are talking today to former Chicago Bear, Wendell Davis. Um, we left off talking a little bit about some of the major transitions in his life. Uh, Wendell, thanks again for joining us today. We really appreciate this uh, very insightful interview. Thanks for having me. So I'd like to talk a little bit now about thinking about your life after professional sports. So, like, when did you think about what you were going to do after you were done playing? Wow. You know, it's, it's, I'm almost embarrassed to say this, but um, for me, I, I think I, for me, I, I thought about it. It was, I wish I would have thought about it earlier. I think it was too <laughs> late. <laughs> uh I was I was so I was so focused on playing football. Um, you know, you you have an idea in your mind, and uh, you you have this vision of you playing uh, for twenty years in the, in this sport. And um, you know, unfortunately, the the life expectancy in this sport is you come to find out it's less than three years. So um, you know, unfortunately for me, I. I, I wish I would have thought about it earlier, and I wish uh, I would have thought about it uh, when I was in college. Um, mm, right. All the way back then, you know, uh, especially uh, when I, I saw the the opportunity I had to play at the next level. Uh, my focus should have been on, okay, the long term. And, you know, with that... Um, you know, I just think it. I started too late. Um, well, can I can I, I'm interrupt you really quickly, Wendell? Do you think that it's related to the level of intense training, the level of commitment that is required to even get to the point, even in college, right? If you're playing college level, if it's Division One NCAA football, the mm-hmm. level of commitment, the amount of training, your life almost, right, is consumed by the need to prepare. And so you work so hard at that. When do you really have time? And I wonder, I mean, if you could speak to this, right? I'm just asking. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, if, if that whole piece is related to why there's not a lot of time, because you're not the first to say that you didn't think about it early enough. Most of who we speak with, they say the same thing. I, I, mm-hmm. I was so mm-hmm. into it. I thought I could play for so long, and it's probably because for your whole life you're preparing. You know, you have a mindset that you have to have, mental preparation and physical preparation that's required, and Mm -hmm. it may take you out of the practice of thinking about other things. Can you speak to that a little bit? 
Yeah, you know, I, I think it's a combination of things, though. Uh, this is okay. Diane, right? Yes, I'm sorry. This is Diane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's a combination of things, uh, Diane, and I and I think that is part of it. Uh, mm-hmm. But I, I won't blame it totally on that. Um, okay. I, I I think because because uh, I've seen some great success stories of guys who you know, and I'm sure you have seen of guys who uh, has been have been successful in making that transition and and, and has prepared themselves along the way, and they just okay. You know, they transition right into something else. And, and, mm-hmm. and personally, I, th- I think it goes back to um, just your importance on education. And, you know, uh, and it, then it comes down to also being exposed to different things. I, 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 mm. I, I think some, some kids, that's all they know, right? And that's all they've been told. This is going to be your ticket out. This is what okay. you are a professional athlete, as opposed to somebody saying, you know, this is just something that you can do, one of the gifts that you have. But what's your re- what you really want to do? What you know, and discover that passion of what they really want to do, but you know, before all this stuff takes place. And you, that's why you see some guys say, you know what? Yeah, I can play football, but I've always wanted to be a doctor. You know, right? Okay. Uh, and, and so that's that's kind of my take on it because I, I look at uh, um, there's a guy that I play with uh, he's a doctor here in, in Chicago uh, Prentice is his name uh, he's an orthopedic doctor played for the Bears a couple of years but he knew what he wanted to do and, yeah. uh, and he's, so, he's quite successful as a matter of fact he has a pretty broad <laughs> exactly, exactly he's yeah. my doctor he actually. With my son who uh, dislocated his shoulder in football yeah. as a matter of fact yeah yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I and I just think and then, and then it, it just it's case by case, you know, and, you know, unfortunately, I, I, I just thought, I mean, if I could have started early on just really figuring out what I really, you know, I had an idea of what I wanted to do. But, you know, I just didn't I, I didn't get on I didn't get on that. I got on a monorail instead of a, a train track, pretty much, you know. Okay. And, yeah. And I and, and that monorail just has visual. one rail. Right, one one way, but the train track has two. Right, and, right. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, oh man. But that's an know. interesting way of looking at it. <laughs> that is, that's very interesting way of looking at it. And so, you know, it goes back to all those things we kind of talk about in terms of determining your value early, mm-hmm. right? So you said how you thought you, uh, you know, really wish you would have thought about it in college. So, yeah. so after after you were done playing, so you were done playing. Then what? Well, I, I, I was done playing. Um, then the transitioning started. Uh, I might mind you that I I did uh, start a business um, while I was playing. Okay. Uh, me and a former teammate uh, Thomas Sanders, we started a, we started a uh, distribution business uh, while I was playing. And um, so I, I've always, I've always had that spirit, you know, and I, and I think I've, I've, I got it from my, my dad, who was a, a small business owner, uh, who, who worked a job um, and actually never missed a day in his life, uh, but also <laughs> had a, um, uh, a small construction job, uh, business that he, he started and also opened a small restaurant. So I kind of had that. Uh, that spirit in me. And so after I uh, finished playing ball, 
Um, I started my own business uh, with with Thomas Sanders. Um, we were in that business for about six years. Okay. Uh, after I we we uh, didn't have great success in that business, uh, uh, I transitioned into actually another business uh, where I owned and operated um, uh, barbershops. Um, okay. I had, uh, I had two sports themed barbershops in the, uh, on the North Northwest suburbs called big league barbers at the time. And, uh, I got into that because of my experience growing up, uh, in my neighborhood, the barbershop was where you go. And I always loved that. And, uh, I just figured, Hey, I would love to own and operate my own shop. And so I did that for about seven years. Uh, and if, if you notice, I'm, 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 I'm still transitioning. Right. I'm still. still, <laughs> still yeah, that's it. What version is this now? What version this is, is like, this? This is like the third, <laughs> this is like 2.3, uh, 3.0. And, right, uh, right. So, I mean, I worked a few jobs and, and, and but st- still trying to find, you know, where I fit in this business. I knew I, I love business because one of my things is I, I really love helping people. And I, I, I and if you, if you ever get one of my football cards on the back of it, this was years ago, and it, it even states that that's one of my goals is to to start a business and provide jobs for people. And so I, you know, I, and I, I was pursuing that. And then my son was born uh, years earlier, and he got involved in football, and I started coaching. Okay. So you can see where I'm going with this. Right. So I, right. I, I started coaching. I started coaching his youth league, his youth team. And I started, got involved in high school coaching. And at the time, uh, Mike Singletary, who was a mentor of mine, he was involved in the NFL. And, of course, uh, a long story short, he became a head coach. With right. the San Francisco 49ers. And, you know, Mike right. and I were real close, and he kept telling me, man, you got a great way of coaching. You ever thought about coaching? And I was like, man, no, I right. am not right. coaching. You know, my kids are too young because I, I kind of I, I knew that it was a grind. So um, he finally said, he asked me again, and I, I prayed about it. And, and uh, next thing you know, I was I went from coaching youth football, coaching a little high school ball, and I was coaching in an NFL uh, with Mike Singletary for a couple of years. So uh, that's version four point oh. Right, right, <laughs> right, right. right, <laughs> so, right. <laughs> now, what, now, what? But see, you, and we're we're kind of joking around about the different steps that you're taking. You know, going from owning, from playing in the league, owning it. And owning a distribution company to then owning your own, uh, you know, group of barbershops to on and on and on. And it's sort of how life happens, right? Opportunities yes. come up. You have to make decisions about which direction you're going to head and then make the transition either quickly or slowly, whichever, depending <laughs> on how much pressure you have, I guess, to uh, yeah. make the transition. But, you know, you're going from playing in the league to then owning and operating your own businesses to then coaching in a kind of nonprofit arena mm. into back, you know, coaching in the professional league. Those mm. are significant transitions, you know, Absolutely. significant decisions have to be made. Right. Right. And, and right. plus during, during that time, I mean, I'm, I'm still, 
while I'm transitioning, I'm still using the things that I've learned over the years in playing sports, right? I'm, I'm still using uh, the same philosophy that is not about me. I'm still using the team philosophy as I'm starting my, my, my opening my barbershop and I'm, I'm hiring people and I'm, I'm creating an environment there um, that's going to definitely take teamwork. Uh, right. And, and I'm using those skills and, I, and I'm managing, I'm managing people. I'm, 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 I'm working, doing P and L's. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm just, you know, I'm being committed to it. I'm being consistent to it. And those are the things that right. I, I really learned over my uh, athletic career. And, you know, I just, I just find myself just transferring those skills into different uh, industries, different organizations. Right. So those anchors where, you you know, it's not about you, you know, it's important to make sacrifices and commitments and being consistent. You're saying that those are the themes that that, that have uh, transferred with you as you transition from area to area, you know, whatever version you end up being on, those are the anchors for you in terms of how you approach operating and running these things. Okay, great, great. Absolutely. So uh, we're going to take a break here for a second. Uh, Again, we want to thank you for listening to ESCN. We'll be right back. IC3U, a premier virtual entrepreneurial university. Just like in sports, you need a great coach in the game of business. Enroll in IC3U for entrepreneurial skill and agility to play and win big. IC3U offers academically grounded curriculum coupled with practical application delivered to you globally and virtually. Our coaches are in the game with you from assessment to immersion. As you move through the program, you meet with course-specific experts to work on your tailor-made roadmap to success. Participants receive accelerated learning, industry and client navigation skills, as well as a developed enhanced leadership capacity for sustainability. For your customized roadmap, send us a note at www.i-coach360.com or call us at 630-613-7360. Have you ever heard of a voiceover artist? People listen to them daily because companies use voiceovers to help show consumers a picture with their voices of the services or products, and they love them. Well, it can if you hire the professional voiceover services of Michael Dawson. It doesn't matter if it's a radio or television commercial, an in-store announcement, a character for a video game, or some menu option for a phone system. When you need professionally recorded voiceover work done, call Michael Dawson at 630-715-3378 or visit his website at www.michaeldawsonvo.com. That's Michael Dawson at 630-715-3378. Or visit his website at www.michaeldawsonvo.com. And remember, words mean more than what is set down on paper. It takes the human voice to infuse them with shades of deeper meaning.
You are listening to ESCN, and I coach 360 production. To reach our live program today, please call 1 866 472 5790. That's 1 866 472 5790. You may also send questions or comments to ESCN at i coach360.com. Now, back to the show. All right, we're back. Thanks for joining us again on ESCN and iCoach360 production. If you're just joining us, we're talking today to Wendell Davis, former Chicago Bear. Wendell, thanks again for being with us. You have given us a a wealth of information here today. Uh, I'd like to ask you just a couple more questions before I let you go. Mm -hmm. Uh, Tell me, you told us about your your playing and uh, how you got started, your entrepreneurial journey, and and what version you're on, which uh, if you haven't heard this so far, pick up the beginning of the show. (laughs) Uh, Tell us uh, what you wish you knew, uh, what you you wish you knew then. What do you know now that you wish you knew then? Wow. Um, I would say uh, the power of networking. Um, Absolutely. I mean, I, I I didn't realize how how powerful that is. Um, just relationships and networking, and I and I wish I would have knew how uh, knew that back back when uh, I was. I I mean, I'm kind of reserved guy. I'm not. Um, me getting up, going out, you know, starting a conversation and that type of thing. It was just not who I was back then. And um, I look back on, you know, I I realized if I would have been a little more outgoing and and really being able to Realize and understand the power of relationships and networking. Um, I mean, there could have been a lot more opportunities uh, out there. I think there's a lot of opportunities that I missed. Um, But, you know, uh, moving forward, uh, I understand it now. And I agree, Wendell. Um, There probably were uh, opportunities, uh, especially since you said you weren't uh, big on networking back then. Um, and that, and like we said before, you know, your network is often tied to your net worth. So, mm-hmm. so I just wanna, just wanna ask you, what's the single tip that you would give an entrepreneur today starting their business? If you think back through all your entrepreneurial journey, like what's the single most important thing you would share with an entrepreneur? Okay, um, a couple things. Um, first one would would, uh, would be um, you know you can't do it by yourself um, you know don't be afraid to reach out uh, ask questions ask for help um, you know and, and hopefully develop a team because I don't I believe you can do it by yourself and the second thing is just make sure um, the product or service that you uh, going to be uh, offering or providing is something that you're familiar with and that you're passionate about. So those are the two things that I would would, would tell them. Absolutely. I think those are, are great tips because it's very difficult to 
get involved in a business where you know little about and or are passionate about. So, And uh, that's a lot of the work we do at iCoach360 is helping people develop that and being on their team and getting down uh, in the weeds with them and helping them figure it out, which is what we're passionate about. All right. Well, I want to thank you again for joining us today. We really appreciate your time and your insight. And uh, we want to let you go. Thanks again, Wendell. Thank you, guys. You guys have a great day. All right. All right. You too, Wendell. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Looking for an inspirational read? Pick up a copy of Entrepreneur Within You, TEW3. Chapter 16 of TEW3 is an excerpt from Angelia's upcoming book, The Truth About Entrepreneurship, where she discusses topics such as how to get from dreaming to doing, award versus spend, supply diversity in America, bootstrapping 101, people will think you're crazy, staying power, networking is not relationship building, and so much more. TEW3 is a national collection of well-regarded entrepreneurs who are trendsetters and visionaries who are passionately pursuing their dreams. Their desire is to empower, equip, and inspire others to do the same while sharing their stories and experiences. Get your copy today at www.i-coach360.com. Is your brand easily recognizable? Does your target market know exactly what you do? Innovative Concepts Unlimited helps small businesses promote their products and services, as well as showcase their stories of speakers and coaches. Our capabilities include cutting-edge media solutions, such as high-definition commercials, applications to keep you connected to your customers, and creative and graphic branding design. Get started today on the path to enhancing your brand. Call us at 708-516-0778 or visit our website at www.icunlimited.net. You are listening to ESCN, an iCoach 360 production. To reach our live program today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send questions or comments to escn at i-coach360.com. Now, back to the show. All right. Welcome back to ESCN and iCoach360 production. That was a really great show with Wendell. Uh, what do you think, Diane? Well, you know, I think Wendell brought up some very uh, key points. He, it sounds like he anchored all of his um, experiences into certain principles, right? I mean, you know, the, the confidence that he built in doing team sports all the way from playing youth football on Sunday afternoon after he watched the Dallas Cowboys play uh, through high school and college and just a team concept of it's not about you. You can't be a professional athlete um, and really uh, on the team sport and really think it's all about you, right? You have to make sacrifices and commitments in order to properly train. Um, You have to be consistent and show up, right? And so he talked about those things transferring 
trans- transferring those skills and that those principles from the field into entrepreneurship. So even when he transitioned from the distribution company to owning barbershops to all of the other endeavors, it was all about um, sacrificing and making commitments to those who are around him. You know, those principles are true in entrepreneurship as well. So as you have an idea, you are a new business owner or you've been in business for quite some time, you understand those principles. It's all about sacrificing commitment, being consistent, and ensuring that people know it's not about you, the individual, or the owner, or the leader. It's about everyone working together to get something done. You know, those are really, really important principles as we think about what does it really take to be successful as an entrepreneur. Absolutely. And just listening to, you know, he seemed very strategic, even as a little boy, second and third grade to organize an entire neighborhood around football. And so Mm -hmm. he loved the game, but even just going out and finding the other teams and showing up at the house and they were playing only after they had watched the NFL game, just um, just his. Uh, ability to be methodical and to organize that kind of kind of all the way through his life and even his transitions and and to your point that it was never about him. He did talk about how he really wished he had thought about his transition earlier, and yes. he he said he kind of felt like he thought about it too late, which is amazing considering all the success he's had uh, since he stopped playing. Even though he says this is version six which I thought was hilarious. Um, so, so you know, let's just talk a little bit about that and about how um, going backwards in time for some of these athletes is kind of really what they wish they would have done, like high school, college, and, and that. Well, yeah, so he talks about how much time did he take to think about this in college, at the college level? What is life after football? I posed that question, well, is it because of the commitment that you have to make, the intense training and all of that? And he said, well, that's only part of it. The other part of it is, you know, in order to transition properly, one must be exposed to other things. So what do you expose yourself to in college or in high school to give yourself an idea of life after football? Because the the amount of time on average one may spend playing that football, uh, playing football at the professional level could be three to four years. Other sports, you know, professional basketball, it could be something similar, maybe five to six years if you're lucky. And so those kinds of um, uh, professions require life afterwards if you're going to be a career-focused person, whether it be a career in entrepreneurship or something else. And so as he gave those examples of, of other peers that he had of professional players some of them had an idea they had a dream of being something other than a professional athlete and so you know a good visual you know seeing things seeing himself on a train track instead of a monorail in other words right right one is a track to a professional athlete and then there's another track to life after you know whether you're an orthopedic surgeon or a lawyer or a judge or you know, something that you have already in your mind. So it's the preparation that it takes to, to be exposed to other things as well. So there's two things that have to happen early, as early as, you know, high school. What is your dream? What do you, what do you really want to do in addition to being that athlete? Um, he talked about that a lot. 
Absolutely. And so the the one thing that he talked about at the end was the power of networking. And so how networking. much do we talk about that, right? It, it's like Right. And building relationships, it, right? Right. And, and, you know, a lot of the conversations that we have are like, you know, ne- networking isn't necessarily relationship building. And how do right. you build that network so that it, it takes time? It takes um, being at the right place at the right time, showing up in the room, knowing something, all the things we talk about, the difference between traditional networking and power networking. What does that look like? And how to then keep cultivating those relationships year after year so that you have the kind of support you need to be successful in whatever you decide to do. It's almost back to Brent's conversation uh, with us a few weeks ago when he talked about how he was playing and he just kept collecting business cards. And at that moment, he had no idea how that was all going to weave together, but it ended up being a powerful network for him uh, when he was done with the sport. Yeah, you know, one point I would like to make in the context of networking is that a lot of people really believe that this, there's this overwhelming, you know, process to networking that, that, that you don't know where to begin. You don't, you, you second guess whether you have the skills to network and all of this. And, and in many ways you can look this up on the internet and you can kind of Google networking skills and you get all of these rules and regulations about how to network. Right. And I, and I think it's a lot less complex than that. One is you can start wherever you are. So if in the past you feel like you have not networked enough, then just start today. It is never too late to start to communicate with others and build relationships. Ask interesting questions when you meet someone. You know, think of things that really are important to you and ask those questions. Do you have to have a start, uh, um, a standard set of questions that must be asked to everyone you meet? Absolutely. Absolutely not. Right. It's not an interview or an interrogation, right? It's not. Exactly. (laughs) It's really not, well, we, you're laughing, but it, it just people get overwhelmed by the idea of networking. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh, I don't know what to do. Well, just talk to people. Like Grant That's did, right. gather a business card. Every time you meet someone, ask them if they have a card and ask them if, if there's a question that comes up in my mind, can I call you or can right. I email you? And they usually say, yeah, sure, email me. And if you do have a question, ask them. So it's just whatever comes to you. It really, I believe... It's one, important to start where you are so it's never too late. And two, just be yourself and ask whatever question comes to you whenever it comes to you. That's really it, you know, and uh, be natural, be yourself, and start now. Absolutely. And and start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. It's kind of the little mantra that you use, but start today networking with people who can help you and who you can help, because that's also important, is to come from a place of being authentic and a place of service. So last week you joined us live at iCoach 360's Breakthrough Business Challenge Weekend. We just want to give you a little bit of clip of some of the things you missed in the middle of the day, so we're going to listen in for a few minutes. All right, we're having a great time here with our entrepreneurial community. We have a few more audience questions. Um, let's go with this one next. I know I want to be a business owner, but not sure what I'm passionate about. Where do I start? Nick, you want to take that one? Sure, sure. Really, when it comes to really thinking about your passion and thinking about your purpose, I always like to do the pencil and paper exercise again. 
And that's really just listing those things that are meaningful, that really, you know, give you purpose and value and really have you giving yourself a feeling of significance. You really enjoy doing them. But more importantly, when it comes to passion, I always say think of it as or think of those things that you would actually do even if you had to do them for free. Right. Uh, oftentimes I've, um, I've, I've, I've done a lot of coaching and, and even in some cases counseling and, and, and teaching at no cost because for me the value is in helping. The value is in changing lives and there, there's fulfillment in there that's priceless for me which lets me know I'm really following and doing my passion. So that's kind of the way I would look at it. And, and so let's just give them a little bit more. So if they were going to do the pencil and paper exercise, and I know that's kind of um, a terminology we use a lot, what does that mean for that entrepreneur? And so really what that means is you get a, you get a sheet of paper, you draw a line kind of like a cross, and on one side you put all the things that you like. And then on the other side, after you look at that list of things that you like, start to pull out those things in ranking order. Start ranking them on the other side of the paper. Then start circling those things that really light you up in terms of internally. They really make you feel good in terms of something that you love to do. You wish that you could do it as a full-time job or full-time profession um, and that you're good at it. And it could even be some things that you have such a great interest in and a desire to, and you need some additional training in, but you're willing to do that work to get through the process. And so if you do that exercise, it really helps you to narrow down your focus. Um, and, And when you're doing the exercise, you're not necessarily looking for compensation and the things that would compensate you the best. You're looking for those passionate things. So if I heard your question correctly, it's what am I passionate about. So to find out what you're really passionate about and where the really passion and power is, is do that exercise. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right, we're going to take a couple more questions. Uh, I got one here. It says, what's the difference between a coach and a mentor? And actually, I think I'll jump in on this one. I just did a uh, speaking engagement with the Illinois Diversity Council around this very topic. So uh, this is a good one. So I'll give you a few tidbits. So for the most part, a mentor relationship is one where you are in a lifelong exchange of knowledge kind of relationship, right? A coaching relationship is almost like you think about a professional athletic coach or a high school coach. That coach is trying to reach in there and get something out of you that they see. And it's kind of time defined and they're trying to take you to a place. Okay, so I'm going to say we're going to get from this place to the next place in a particular time. So typically, Nick, how long are you typically coaching a client? I mean, because it's not really long term. So if someone typically jumps on 90 says, days, yeah, about right. 90 days. Right. So de- 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 depending on the intensity of what that client needs, it is a window somewhere in that 90 to 180 days. And then and then the, the point of a good coach is to wean you off them. Right. So you're not supposed to be continually uh, in a coaching relationship. And, and so then that's when the mentor relationship comes in. So I'm going to give a few um, 
highlighted tips, I have a document that kind of outlines this in greater detail. If anybody wants that, you can go ahead and email us at escn at i-coach360.com and we'll be happy to send you that document. But really quickly, it's coaching is task-oriented. Mentoring is relationship-oriented, okay? Coaching is short-term. Mentoring is always long-term. And then the one that I was just talking about briefly is coaching is performance-driven and mentoring is development-driven. So, again, there's uh, plenty more tips um, that I have in the document. So if you want that, again, go ahead and email us at escn at i-coach360.com. All right. So we're going to take one more here. Let's see. So the, the next question is, what are some of the benefits or pitfalls of having a partner? And I think, uh, I think Nick, we both, <laughs> we both walked down this road. So I don't know if you want to, I don't know if you want to take benefits or pitfalls or watch you, watch you start, I'll jump in. <laughs> okay. I, and I have to laugh because, um, I've experienced both. Um, there are some benefits and there are some pitfalls of having a partner. Um, and I say that in the space of um, doing my my business now, absence of partners other than my my wife, who is always going to be a partner. But <laughs> that's right. <laughs> but from a and from a business standpoint, when when you're when you're starting business and you're you're looking at the concept of of, of benefits, the benefits I think that worked for me was it wasn't. It was a situation where it's not all on one individual. As a business grows, and certainly as the business goes through those lean and mean times, there are times when you do truly honestly wish that you had someone else that you can bounce ideas off of, that you can, you can get innovation from. If one is down or out, the other one can kind of take over for you, which, is, which can become a pitfall when you're by yourself. If the business is just you and you're out, then the business can potentially suffer. Um, you know, sometimes there's, there's differences. Sometimes partners butt heads, as I did, you know, several times. But you, if, if you're really in it for the long haul, and for, for me and my partnership uh, and in, in my business, we were friends first. And I think that, had a, that was a great, you know, it kind of was a plus for the business so that when we did have pitfalls along the journey, we went to the foundation of the friendship and we were able to manage through the process all the way up until we ultimately decided to dissolve the business. But, but there's, there's challenges, there's pros and cons either way. It, it all depends on the individual. Some people don't work well with partners. That's you true. Know, so you, you know, you got to decide that, you know, am I going to be good with a partner? Because once you put the ink on the paper, Right, and right. This, you know, when you sign on It's like being married. It's like being married. <laughs> Absolutely. You're in this for the long haul or at least until the business itself dissolves. And I'd like to think that most businesses, whether they're partnerships or, or not, are looking to be successful and in it for the long haul. So it really just kind of depends on the relationship dynamic because it is a relationship. And as you just stated, it is like a marriage. <laughs> That's exactly and you right. have those good days and bad days. 
Yeah, and the one thing that I'll say to that, and then uh, we'll kind of um, wrap up this question. The one thing I'll say to that is I've had partners in businesses, and I have been solo in businesses, and they both have pros and cons. If you guys would like to discuss that further, we can talk about that later. But yeah, they, they absolutely have pros and cons to uh, to both. And the one thing I will caution entrepreneurs is uh, how you start may not be how you finish and just be open to that. But we're going to go ahead and um, end the question and answer session right now. But are you guys having a great time? <laughs> good, good. Okay. That was the Breakthrough Business Challenge weekend for 2015. We hope that you will join us in 2016. It's been another great show. Thank you so much for joining us today on ESCN and iCoach360 production. Thank you for tuning in to ESCN. Please join Michael Dawson, Angelia Hobson, and Diane Daniels for another edition next Saturday at 7 a.m. Pacific Time, 9 a.m. Central Time, and 10 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Or catch a weekly rebroadcast on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about what iCoach360 can do for you and your business, visit i-coach360.com. Have a great week. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.